Welcome, everybody, to Panfish Nation, along with Mark. I'm Lyle. Mark, we got a great guest tonight. Something that's near and dear to my heart. we got somebody that is from Missouri for a change. And, uh, uh, amen for Missouri. I love Missouri. You hear that, Cindy? And Chad. And Chad. You hear that, Chad? <laughs> Dennis, welcome to the show. We'll get to you in just a second. Uh, Mark, what do you say we run through some of the people that's in chat? I'd love to. You know, I like saying hello to everybody. It's kind of yeah, turning yeah. into my thing. People are asking me to do it on their shows now, too. Well, that's okay. I'll do it. I'm here. I'm for I'm pretty here. sure they're not going to ask me because it takes me too long to go through them all. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, no comment. <laughs> Let's get started. I want to say hello to Betty, D, Cindy, and Katie. They're probably out there watching. If not, they're watching later. All right, my sisters and mom, I appreciate you. Welcome. Thanks for watching. I see uh, Larry from 3 Plus 1 Outdoors. What's going on, Larry? He had a show or a video that just premiered before this. Um, we're, pretty cool video. There's Betty. Betty just showed up. What's up, sis? Oh, uh, Alan Prashal is in the house. We got Brian B. Catfishing, the Potomac River Terminator. What's going on, buddy? Uh, hey, there's me, Catfishing Crappie. Make sure you check out my channel if you haven't. There should be a, a link to it, but you know how to find it. It's pretty easy to find. There's Dan Thompson. What's going on, Dan? How you doing, bud? David Martin's in the house, one of my favorite people on Facebook to, to watch his videos and his posts Absolutely. and stuff. He's a good dude, and I want to thank him. He did me a great favor, but I'm not going to mention that because I don't know if I'm supposed to, but he's a good dude. I see Bobcat Outdoors, Alvin Lewis, Alan Prashala. I see uh, uh, David Smith in the house. Hey, there's Fields to Water. I thought I timed him out. Um, fishing with the Chad. What's going on, Chad? One and only. There is D again. Hello, D. There's my buddy Jigging with Jake. What's going on, Jake? How you doing, partner? Hope everything's well. There's Jimmy Graham in the house. I think that's a new one. Welcome. There's Joy Stewart. What's going on, Joy? How you doing? Keith Smart. I'm seeing him in more shows, so I'm going to guess he's feeling better. And if not, I hope he's feeling better real soon. Kevin Baker in the house. What's up? Uh, Lance McCougai. What's up, Lance? How you doing, bud? Uh, laughing cats fishing. How you doing, Thomas? There's the great Lizabella Kirkpatrick Thomas. What's going on, dear? Mark Irvin, Mike Irvin in the house. There's my buddy Parker Pursuits. He was live today. What's going on, Parker? There's real gals fishing. How you doing, dear? Robert Andrews. What's up, buddy? Scott Swift in the house. There's Silver Fox fishing. My favorite of the 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 Van family. What's going on, dear? <laughs> Super Dave 336, the great moderator of SK's Crappie Catching Adventures live chat. He has his hands full. That's a busy one. We got Twist Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV. What's going on, Frank? There's Van. What's going on, Van? If you're driving, please be careful. I think he was done driving for the week. I was on a live show with him yesterday. There's there's Matt over at Want to Be Outdoors. What's going on, Matt? A Warrior Heart Fishing. I love that name. Welcome. Whisker Dreams. What's up, buddy? Oh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Wild Turkey in the house. There's Fat Boy Cat Fishing. How you doing? Two Stands Fishing in the house. Going through the list. If I said hello to you, Alan Prashala, forgive me for saying hello a second time. Uh, Andy A in the house. Bobcat Outdoors. I might have got him. But I think Crappie Day Fish On, he's a good supporter of the channel. He's always here. Absolutely. No better day than a crappie day. Wouldn't you guys agree? I would agree Fish with that. Fish in the Mid-South in the house. What's up? Uh, Thomas Laughing Cats. I think I got him, but I want to say hello a second time. 
I think I got everybody. That's uh, quite mid the crew today. I did say mid, mid South Outdoors. I did. Oh, okay. Freddie's in, Freddie's in the house. I just saw him on there. Scott Swift. I got Scott Swift. I believe. Welcome, Scott Swift, again. Huh. How about Danimals Creations and Adventures? Hey, Dan, what's up, buddy? I didn't see his name in the list, but maybe he just started chatting. We'll say hello now. <laughs> Thanks for having my back, buddy. That's all right. I, I talk hey, Lyle. I, I want to give one of these away. The new gray with white. I got a few colors, but I want to give one of these away sometime during the show. Yep. So you guys need to hang around and wait because we're going to pop it up as a surprise. If you want to get them, there's a lot of people looking for them. And there was something else that you were planning on giving away. I was, there? and you can't see it very well because of my green screen, but it is a Panfish Nation mug. We was announced that we was going to give one of those away this week on Catfish Weekly and Panfish Nation. Well, guess who forgot to do it on Catfish Weekly? So we'll do that Monday coming up. If you were... If you're if you're watching and not in chat, you're going to need to be in chat in order to win. In order to do so, you got to be a subscriber to the channel for at least, I think, what did we set it to? Five minutes, Lyle? One minute. One minute. You got to be a subscriber to the channel, and it'll time you for one minute before you can make a comment in the chat. And uh, when we prompt you guys, you'll enter in the hashtag that whatever we pick. I'll pick the hashtag. Lyle always picks inappropriate ones. <laughs> Stuff that stuff stuff that Google that Google and YouTube don't like. They won't even let them do it. But we're gonna we're gonna get that. There's SK. What's up, SK? How you doing, bud? I don't do it on purpose, man. <laughs> Lynn's in the house. What's up, Lynn? Hey, how you Lynn. Doing? Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, we're always glad to see Lynn in here. I, he hadn't been around much. I guess he's been working hard. There's outdoors with Big Matt. He just said uh, we almost forgot. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's right. Merry Christmas. And speaking of Christmas, I know I'm taking over the show here. There's Fisher with JBT. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas show. I think we decided we're going to do it on uh, uh, Catfish Weekly Channel mm -hmm. Saturday night. Uh, so keep your eye on the time. I think we're going to do it like 7 or 8 o'clock Eastern time, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's a good deal. We're going to have a bunch of people come on there. Uh, keep an eye out for the fun thumbnail that I'm working on. It's going to be kind of ridiculous. Well, and, and the song that will go with it, I think I know what one that I, might be. I think we might know. <laughs> Dennis. Yes. I think we took care of all the business we need to take care of. Thank you for being so patient, buddy. No problem. No problem, guys. Well, sure glad to have you in here. I was I was really happy to find your channel and find out that you fish Mark Twain Lake because I remember they built Mark Twain Lake while I was in high school. Yeah. In, um, in the six in the seventies. So Yeah, that's when they started it. I mean, I can remember when I was a kid, I couldn't have been very old. And when the they were building they didn't have the earthen part of it done yet the earthen levee section and i can remember when i was a kid my dad put me on the railing at the overlook and watching the water overflow it mm -hmm. you know and then my wife's dad he actually was on one of the concrete crews pouring the concrete for the dam back in the mid-70s yep a lot of the guys that was older than me and graduated high school they went up there and got jobs right out of high school yeah. working there. And yeah. even some of the guys that I went to school with uh, later on got jobs there, but it was a lot harder to get then yeah. uh, because they got so much of it done. And right. uh, I was, to be quite honest, um, once Mark Twain Lake, the dam was done, they started filling the lake. Yeah, 
I was probably the maddest person in the world because it ruined Salt River yes. for fishing for a long Part time. Of it, it did. Um, you can still catch good fish at Salt River below the yep. dam. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, my personal best blue cat came from about a mile down the Salt River from below the Clarence Cannon Dam. Uh, 56 pound blue cat. That's a giant. But, uh, yeah, and it, that's been about 20 years ago. But I mean, they still regularly do catch decent fish down there, you know, below the dam. And it can be really good crappie fishing um, in the early, early spring uh, before the lake's turning on. Um, the water temperatures are still pretty cool up the lake. But down on that dam, when the sun comes out in the early spring, I'm talking first parts of March, you know, early March, um, with all that rock, that white rock around there, and that's warm, sunny days. Warms up it, quick. That, it's only about five foot deep when they're not running water at the deepest point from the dam all the way to the first corner. Um, you could walk from the, where the boat ramp is down there. You could walk all the way across there when they're not running water and not water's only this deep. It's not deep at all. So that water warms up quick. So the fish come up in that faster. And I've caught a lot of nice, you know, a lot of nice crappie, just spider rigging three foot down as all the deeper you are, three to four foot, and just bumping a trolling motor down there right around the boat ramp towards the dam where the buoys are and caught nice fish down there. And you do catch a lot of small ones down there once the water starts warming up and fish get active. But when that happens, usually the lake's starting to turn on. Right. Do you think that by chance that the the small the bait fish go up in there to warm up and it brings the bigger fish in there with them? It could be. I think it's a good chance. Um, here in the last couple of years, I've noticed fishing down there on that Salt River portion of the, you know, there's a lot more shad than there used to be. Um, in the past years, if you wanted shad, you went up to the lake, you know, if you were going to fish, you know, when needed bait of catfish or whatever, uh, last year and this year, I've noticed, especially this year, starting to see more shad in the water down there. I was actually able to get bait when I was down there catfishing, um, right down there on the river that normally you couldn't, you had a problem doing that, you know. You had to go up to the lake. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the bait fish are moving in there, and that's why they're in there so early because yeah. of that warmer water. I'm I'm thinking that's probably right, but um, I didn't know that there was that many crappie uh, on the uh, Salt River portion. Yes. There's actually it's actually pretty underrated. At times, it can be really good. Um, like if you put in, they call it a second, it's our secondary boat ramp on that section of river in the re-reg pool, which is the area of water between the big dam and before it gets to the re-regulation dam, the secondary dam. Um, there's a secondary ramp that locals call it Cincinnati Landing. Um, and if, if you put in there and head back towards upriver, towards the big dam, uh, it's a deep, that's the deepest part of the river is from right around from that landing from the re-reg dam to that boat ramp and then for about the next two miles that's the deepest part of the river um and there's places in there where there is 23 24 foot of water there are holes but it maintains pretty much anywhere from 16 to 18 foot all in through that area of the river and that water fluctuates so much especially this spring we had a lot of spring storms we had some really bad ones up here 
and uh, especially around the Perry area, around the dam in general, in the lake area, we got hit really hard. A lot of trees were knocked down, big trees. Well, down there this year on that Salt River area, a lot of the big trees, I'm talking the ones that are, you know, six foot around, you can't even begin to put your arms around them that were close to the edge of the river. They actually got knocked over in the river. Oh, wow. And then when they did run water to get the water down, because the, the lake this year was high, pretty much spring through all summer, the lake was high. So they were running a lot of water all summer. The trees didn't get washed completely out. It just kind of moved them like this with the flow of the water. So there's a lot of structure in there right now. And uh, I think you could go down there and do really well. I know several people that do fish down there, and that's where they fish for crappie. And they do catch crappie. There are big crappie down there. I mean, I've caught some big ones down there. Um, mainly, you know, I'm a jig guy more than anything, uh, or minnow guy. I, I use, you know, like a jig head with a minnow a lot of times. Um, and you can catch some big crappie down there, but mostly what I've caught when I'm down there is anywhere in that six inch on the small side. You know, you'll catch five or six, six inch, and then you'll catch one that's eight and a half, nine, 10, 11 inches, somewhere in there. You got to catch a few. You're going to catch some small ones down there to get to the big ones, you know. Sounds like a good place for a video. It's a really good place, especially in the heat of summer. If you have kids, uh, you know, smaller kids, it's fairly safe for them to walk down on them on the rock, especially on the north side. It has small, smaller gravel, you know, like what would be mm -hmm. hot. You can uh, get some minnows and a cork. And if you got, you know, five, six, seven, eight-year-old, you can go down there in the early mornings, you know, before it gets real hot or in the evenings when it's cooling off and take a kid down there in the summertime just with those minnows. And they only, you only got to be, you know, five to ten feet off the bank to catch these fish and a couple feet down. And it's just fast as you can get it into the water, you know, and they're going to hit it. And, uh, and it's a good spot. I mean, that's what we all started fishing. Most people start fishing. What do you go catch? You, you learn catching bluegill or crappie. That's you right. know, mostly in a pond, you know, whether it was your dad or grandpa or whoever took you, you know, that's what you start, you know, catching with. So it's, it's just a good area down there in general. And maybe, maybe you're somebody who can't, doesn't have a boat. Uh, Mark Twain is not a, a real easy lake to fish from the bank in general. Um, there's not a lot of places you can get to the bank. Um, pretty much your best shots are around the boat ramps. And then go to the boat ramps and walk away from the boat ramps down the sides as long as the water's low enough. Um, you can't fish the boat ramps, of course, but you can fish in the general areas of the boat ramps. Right. But as far as places where you can pull over and there might be a little parking lot and you can walk 15, 20 feet down to the water, there isn't a lot of spots like that around Mark Twain. Really, it, you, you can't get to the water. There are places you can get to water. But you got to walk quite a ways from where you gotta have to park, and some people just can't walk, you know, down mm -hmm. you know, even terrain or whatever. To where an area like that, um, it, it's easy access for them, and there is some good fishing down there, you know. Sounds like a place that James would like to go to. He's been in Mark Twain quite a few times too, hasn't he, Dockery? James Dockery, yeah, he fishes down there some. Um, it, but. If you pay attention to James Dockery, I think he could catch crappie in a mud puddle. Right. Yeah, but yeah. He, 
he does like going to new spots. He's a, he does a, like going to new places. Explorers, anything. We got Frank over at Twisted Fishing TV. He says he's already been checking out the maps over there that you were talking about. He says he bets it's been full of crappie. Frank's a fanatic too, so he's a good dude. He's probably yeah. planning his trip out there right now. And that's something. That's something too. Talking about maps, um, with that river and stuff. I mean, Google Earth is—they don't update it a lot, but. You know, check out Google Earth. Just don't look at a typo map. You can see on, especially on that river. I mean, a river's change. That's one thing that's nice about a river, and also what's not nice about a river because you'll go there one month and they're there. The next year, that spot ain't there no more because it's gone. You know, it's done been washed yep. out. Yep. Where that one is, a, it's a man-made channel for the most part that runs between those two dams, and a lot of the structure that you see on Google, you know, looking at it, Google earth, you can zoom in enough. You can actually see where them big laid down trees and stuff are. And a lot of them are still there. So you can yeah. kind of see ahead, you know, kind of what's going on. And especially the areas, you know, if you can't get around where good, you can see that it's a gravel, you know, a gravel bank, you know, um, and see that there is a place to park. It's fairly decent walking, you know, whatnot. Yeah. You know, I, I believe there's a, a time warp feature, too, on Google Earth where you can actually see it through time. So if you start, let's say, you know, 20 years ago, you can see where the trees were and where they're not and, right. and, and how the stuff's changed. I, I use that a lot, too, to try and find Man new bars, all kinds yep, of stuff. try to find new, new, new brush piles and stuff. So it's, it's pretty handy. I like it for the I like using it just for I fish the Mississippi occasionally and certain times of the year. You know, I mean, I fish it, but I'm not. It isn't like the Mark Twain where I can tell you where almost every log and stick is out there, you know, on certain areas of that lake. Hey, you know, don't go here, go here, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can look on there and see, at least in our section, you know, of the river from Saverton south to Louisiana or Clarksville, the way that picture they have on there is a, a picture when the river's kind of low. So you can see the where all the wing dams are. Um, not just because the rocks are sticking out, you can actually see the ripples on the water, mm -hmm. on top of the water to see where the wing dams are. If you're not sure, yeah. and you can say, okay, there's a wing dam right here by this tree, you know, whatever, you know, this far away, and then you can kind of get an idea of where you're at before you actually go. So you kind of know where all the channels on this side, you know, or whatever. So if you're not familiar with the body of water, it'll kind of help you get a picture of what's there before you actually get there and go, I don't know where to go. You know, those are some great tips. I mean, uh, once you learn to read a body of water, especially a moving one, like a river, you know, once you start looking for, for current in that, especially, you know, um, um, sometimes let's say where a channel or something moves in, you can see, you know, how the clean water and the dirty water mix and, and even, you know, the, the, the seams like you're talking about. So that's yeah. pretty darn good, you know, tip right there for everybody out there. In Google chat, so. Earth and, and Navionics and some of them things are my best friend a lot of times. Yeah. I mean, I mean, electronics has gotten to the point to where they could be your best friend, but they can also kind of hinder you a little bit on the actual fishing aspect of it. Right. They can. You know, I, uh, on my Garmin, um, all my waypoints, I transfer them over to my phone. So when we get, you know, safe ice, I got them. I know where the brush piles are. I do it mostly for that reason right there. So uh, the more information you can you can get, you know the the you know I I keep a logbook. Um, I, I even have some very you know 
I would never show anybody, but they're very terrible drawings of where, <laughs> yeah. where, where stuff is, but I can, I, I understand them. So, I mean, it's, it's a big help. And I, and I find year after year, the more data that you collect and, and the more research that you get better at that, the better you're going to produce. That's we do have right there. Yeah. You just said it right there. Keeping track of what you did in the past. Absolutely. Um, I do it catfishing. When I go catfishing, I come home, I back the boat in, hook the, batteries up to chargers and stuff and the first thing i do is i go over to a shelf grab my notebook write down air temperature water temperature you know was it sunny cloudy was it windy you know how many i caught average size what they were hitting on yeah. you know and you can look back on that in the general area i was in you know and you can look back on that because it makes a big difference um certain times of the year fish are at certain spots but they won't be later right you know? and if you go to that spot and there's nothing there, you know, okay, I went here last year and caught the heck out of them. Why aren't they biting? You know, or I'm not catching anything here. I wonder if they're over here. You know, you already know where that is without having 50 jillion markers on your yeah. try to follow. You just Absolutely. learn where those areas are. Uh, Freddie's Outdoor Adventures has a question. Uh, he says, what is your favorite panfish to fish for? Crappie. I, think I know the answer to that. Crappie by far. I love fishing for bluegill too, and there's a pretty – there used to be a really good bluegill lake, uh, Route J Reservoir. Um, I, I that's where I learned kind of the fish was farm ponds and Route J because Mark Twain wasn't there yet. And twenty years ago, I could go out there and catch five six inch bluegill, you know, which for a lake that's not known for you know big bluegill in general, that's good bluegill. But oh yeah, the last couple times I was out there, all I caught was you know bait fish size ones. But by far, crappie. I mean, I agree. I like a good red. I like a good red breast too. I can't lie, but crop crappie is the one that I that keeps me up at night. If I got a crappie trip in the morning, I'm not sleeping. I'm not even joking. Depends on <laughs> where it's at. Depends on where yeah. you're going. That's how it is with me. Uh, there's, there's one place in particular I'm real excited. I'm going to be going to here. I'm going to wait and go in January just because I'm going to wait for it to get cold. I'm going to wait for this to freeze up if it freezes, and I'm going to go there. But, uh, and I have a feeling the night before that, I'm not going to sleep much because I'm real excited to go to a spot in general. What's the big fish record for the crappie in that area? Um, last, I think it was last year in a tournament put on, I think it was, uh, the tournament that Van puts on in Thumper Jigs. I think it was three pounds and... 3.86 i want to say it was a huge crappie i mean it was a beast there's actually a video on youtube where they actually show the way into that fish that's the biggest one i've i've heard of um there's been several three pound fish caught in the last couple of years um biggest one i've ever caught is 21 inches long i don't know how much it weighed wow but it was 21 wild. inches at the lake and it that's was released back out to yeah. the lake have to watch it. SK will be coming up here from Houston, Texas. Three pounder. <laughs> so, what is your PB since we're talking big fish? What? What's? I'm sorry. What's your personal best crappie since we're talking big fish? Twenty-one inches. I've caught several nineteen. Wow. But I, like I said, I, don't have, I didn't have a scale in. We're talking fifteen years ago, sixteen years wow. ago. Um, but I've always had a rule in my boat on crappie. Anybody, I don't care who it is. I don't care if Roland Martin, Bill Dance, anybody wants to come with me. If they catch a crappie over 12 inches, it goes back. And if it's under 9 inches, it goes back. You can keep 9 to 12 in my boat. Simple as that. Same way with like catfish. If it's over 30 inches, it goes back. I don't care who it is. 
I don't care if it's your personal best. You know, it used to be, uh, you see back here behind me on the wall, there's a couple of walleye back there that are seven, eight. Yeah, I was going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Bass back there that are eight pounds plus. Those are fish got kept. Now, but those, all those fish were caught years ago. Now the replicas have gotten so much better. Take eight or ten pictures of the fish from every angle. Take some. Everybody's got one of these. Yeah, everybody Everybody's has got one. If you're not sure how to measure it, Google it. You yeah. know, if you're not able to Google, call somebody by a computer, ask them what they need. You know, take the measurements, take plenty of pictures. You can't take too many pictures and get a replica made and put that fish back. Um, everybody wants to catch big fish, but you can't catch them if everybody takes big fish, if they're not yep. there. So you have to put them back. Uh, Mark Twain in general, to me, no. Mark Twain is a great fishery for, for crappie. I mean, there, you can go out there and you can catch fish, um, and you can catch some really nice fish. Most of the fish you're going to catch is going to be in what I call eater range in that 12 to, you know, eight to 12 inches is where a lot of people won't keep them unless they're eight inches, which is, mm -hmm. You know, we don't have a length limit at Mark Twain. Uh, so, what about a creel? Uh, 15. 15? 15. See, that's a reasonable one. I know a lot of places that are, you know, 35 and up, and that seems a little excessive, and people yeah. fill their buckets up with them. I think 15 a person's a good one. Well, down below the dam, you keep 30. Okay. Salt River, but up on the lake, it's 15. Um, I only keep 15 when I go to the below the dam. If I catch them, it, I, it's me and my wife. We eat fish about twice a week. We do mm -hmm. eat a lot of fish. Um, and if you get 15 fish and they're nine and a half to 11 inches for us, 15 fish, that's two meals for Easy. just 15 fish, you know? So, you know, and to me, it's as much about catch, going out and the experience of fishing, not just going out. Oh, I got to get this limit, you know? It's like playing chess. It's eight miles from my back door yep. to the dam. Mm -hmm. Why do I need to go out and catch a limit every time and bring them home? This is true. You know, it, and the big fish especially, this is something that, that gets me is people that want to go out and catch these big fish. And I mean, it's, and I'm going to say this, and I mean it in a nice way. It's perfectly legal if you want to keep a 15, 16-inch crappie. It's legal. It's your right to do so. And if you want to do it, that's fine. Me personally... There's no reason to keep them big ones when a 12-inch fish is going to have plenty of meat on it. For oh, yeah. Sandwich, if you want a sandwich-sized fillet, a 12-inch, you know, 11, 12-inch crappie, even a 10-inch, if if it's a black crappie especially, will have a big enough fillet for a sandwich. You know, if you uh, know how to fillet, you know, if you're good at fillet. Yep. You know, uh, if, you're not, if you're not like me and miss one side, I caught a lot of hell for that. <laughs> well, like nine, nine and sometimes 10-inch fish, I'm not the best with my electric knife. Taking that layer of meat off around that rib cage, sometimes I just cut the rib cage off. But that electric knife sure does make it easier, don't it? And it's nice in five minutes, you're done dressing fish. That's <laughs> right. Much. I like that. <laughs> Betty G from a couple crosses fishing is asking, uh, um, what kind of uh, technique do you use? Do you use uh, uh, once or one style of rod, one technique, one bait? What you using? Uh, lately, I've been one polling. Uh, since I bought Live Scope, I used to do a lot of spider rigging. Um, and I still like to spider rig in the summer months or even drag baits behind the boat. You know, uh, I tried dragging crankbaits this year for the first time in a video in July, which is usually in the middle of summers when the guys are doing that, catching them. And they, I've heard of guys doing great at it. I've tried all it this year too. I, for the first time. Drum. 
<laughs> I caught a I caught a six pound bass doing that. <laughs> yeah, all I caught were drum about eighteen inches, you know, and, and crappie about like this, you know. The mm-hmm. crankbait was as big as a crappie, but ninety uh, percent of the time I'm single pole, vertical jigging, uh, using live scope. Uh, I used to like spider rigging, and when I spider rigged, what I did, I did a drop shot kind of setup uh, with like a half ounce sinker on the bottom with two bottom. hooks, you know, with minnow. Um, okay, I was going to ask you how you got those baits that deep when you were spider rigging. Now, what kind of speeds are you uh, moving just, at? Well, just bumping the trolling motor every now and then, as long as okay. I'm moving. Uh, even slower than well, like you drag. If you've ever drugged for catfish, you know you drag. You know, anything under half mile an hour is my rule. You know, I think right. I prefer around point three. Yeah, I ask because point three is like the the point three is like the slowest I can get my boat. I didn't even think about using by bumping it every now yeah. and then. That would be good. All I do is I put my troll. You know, I put my trolling motor on the on like one or two, just stuff so I can. If there's no wind, you know, to where when I bump it, the boat just just moves. Um, Do you think spider rigging would be productive with just two poles? Because we got a limit of two poles here in Illinois per person. I don't have enough room for two people in front of my boat. So two's better than one. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I've been thinking about trying it and giving it a shot. I've been long lining for a while, and I just got into using some jigs and stuff. And I'll use the long line and actually locate them a lot of times in a lot of water. Even with uh, um, side imaging, um, the waters I fish for them are, are rather shallow. So it's kind of hard to get a good right. picture of them, especially if they're buried in the weeds. Yeah. But uh, That's like um, in the spring here, you know, I mean, I use LiveScope. I bought LiveScope here this last February. I've had mm-hmm. it about a year now. And I debated on buying it. The first couple of years, the first year it was out, I'm like, I don't need LiveScope catch crappie on Mark Twain. If you need LiveScope catch crappie on Mark Twain, you just need to quit fishing. That was my attitude. <laughs> it was kind of the same as all the other LiveScope haters. Okay. Well, I got to watching a friend of mine who has a YouTube channel. Uh, I got to talking to him a little bit and watching a couple of his videos and whatnot. And of course he had it and you know, it kind of looks like a lot of fun, but I primarily, I fish for crappie in the spring and then usually somewhere in August, September, I'll start fishing for crappie again through winter. Uh, the rest of the time, I'm pretty much a catfish guy. I mean, I'm known around the lake more for cat fishermen than I am crappie fishing, but, uh, but I mean, I can catch them. It, it's, I enjoy catching them. Uh, How do you feel about uh, uh, crappie in the summer? Do you, is, do you feel it's true that everybody says the meat's a little mushy in the summer? Mushy, mushy. mushy. I want it cold is. water. Cold water fish are always better they, than warm water they, fish. They do taste better. I don't care what kind of fish it is, and especially yeah. when you when you pull them right out out of the ice and just lay them on there. They, for some reason, they just taste so good that way. Yeah, I think all fish taste better out of cold water, no matter what yeah. it is. You know, you can't. My favorite fish, as far as freshwater that I can catch around here, are walleye and sauger by far. You know, as far as to eat, I'm, I I'm still think crappie is a little better. I don't know what it is. I don't it's even like walleye. You don't? I don't like Oh, my gosh. Don't like walleye at all. Never had a sauger, so I can't judge them. Saugers like walleye. Same Same thing. I just don't care enough about them. I would much rather have catfish and crappie anytime. Yeah. It's uh, for hat. <laughs> yeah, no. It, uh, with me, it's, it's walleye's probably my favorite. It's followed close second is flathead by far I like them. and then actually channel cat i actually prefer to turn blues loose rather than eat them if i can yeah me too. and the reason being is because i catch a lot of like blues out here at mark twain and they're in that 23 24 25 you get a channel cat the same size and there's twice as much meat on it 
Yeah. You yeah. know, so. What about yellow perch? I've never caught them. I haven't either, but Mark and so many people. I have. I've caught perch. lots of them if James Dockery is watching. <laughs> they're they, north, I think they're further north than me, though. They are, and they tell yeah. me that they are better eaten than even crappie, and I find that hard to believe. But everybody that's ever ate one says that. I don't know if they're better. I'll say they're pretty much equal. It's different. Uh, the way I describe it is crappie. You get closer to like a, a, a thin steak and, and with a, a, a stin, a, like the meat's in the shape of a thin steak. It would have perch. It's more like a fish stick, but they're pretty close in taste. And it's like halfway you know between like crappie and walleye. Too. Yeah, so do I. I, I like filet of fish too. <laughs> but you already knew that, Mark. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I was corrected. Uh, a friend of mine texted me here. He that actually filmed the video of the biggest crappie. That it was actually three point six one was the crappie that was caught wow. in the tournament. That's still a monster crappie. I That's mean, big, man. You know, when I was a young, for, especially I, for us. I mean, our growth season isn't as big as like down in Texas and That's you know, for Mississippi, sure. and you know, down in the southern states where they where you go and you catch, you know pound and a half crappie you know one after the other you know we have a slower and at mark twain too i don't know what to i've heard this i don't know necessarily if it's true or a rumor but the fish in our lake tend to be a little stunted because our shad grows so fast you know they don't they can get out of the smaller crappie lose their forage shad quickly because of they grow just so fast Man, yeah. but them crappie do love that shad. I've caught them oh, in, the, yeah. in the spring, and I've brought them home, flayed them, and I found like three to four inch shad inside like a twelve inch crappie. It's crazy. It's amazing how big yeah, they're, they're stacked they in there too. There's like three or four of them in there. I was always amazed whenever that happened. Yeah, this summer our luck was full. Mark Twain was just—I mean, chuck full of those two and a half, three inch shad. I mean the the ten, eleven, twelve inch and up crappie should have had more than enough food this year for sure. To yeah. put on weight and we do have a uh, red ear and shell cracker around here we sure um do. the main lake around here that's known for having red ear in it is actually uh honeywell lake honeywell um, that's one of dockery's yeah honeywell lake yeah. is a used to be a really popular fishing spot before the lake opened um you could use your own boats there then and whatnot now they have I th i'm not even sure they charge anymore it used to be five dollars and they had boats there you bring your own trolling motor and battery um, and I know at that lake, you can't use any bait from other waters. It has to be like, if you want to use minnows, it has to be like the ones you buy at Walmart in the package, you mm -hmm. know, uh, you can use plastics, you can use night crawlers. Um, but you can't like go to Mark Twain, get shad, and use your shad there. That's yeah. package baits because the zebra mussels and they are a hatchery. Can, um, can you, can you transfer the bait in tap water or no? Treat it. You can't even do that. No, I know in a no. lot of states you can do that as long as they're not in the same water. Yeah, no, it has to. It's usually either packaged or prepared baits, or you can use worms. You know, okay. but uh, they don't want any bait from any other waters to the risk of contaminating because they use the the lake below Honeywell Lake is a hatchery for the Department of Conservation where they raise fingerlings and whatnot for their stocking programs and they take the lake water to supplement that and they don't want that the muscles to get in there and clog the pumps you know the lines and stuff up for their pumping situations is what my understanding is why you can't do that anymore yeah they can they can wreak havoc they have here on the great lakes so yeah but the, the, you know the, they bounce back but they do do, do a, dot, a lot of damage to infrastructure and stuff and boats yeah, yeah. and so on so 
Oklahoma State record is 4.15 pounds. Love to catch one like that. Me too. I, I would, I just, the three-pound mark is pretty uh, – that's, that's far out there for me. <laughs> that's way out there. I'd be so, I, I wouldn't know what to do if I got one that was four pounds. Three oh pounds even, I'd be pretty excited. There was a question in here i seen. Oh, Matt with Want to Be Outdoors says, how's the fly fishing up there? I don't fly fish. Okay, so you you're not aware of anything like that. No, we don't have trout here. I mean, they put trout in some of the. I know Kirksville does it in one of the lakes up there, and Hannibal yeah. does it in the pond at the park. They put trout in there for people to catch. Um, Our buddy Dockery fishes one of Kirksville a lot. Yeah, yeah, there's nowhere, there's no trout in Mark Twain that I'm aware of. Yeah, we got a few people that use uh, fly setups for panfish in Chad, especially like Kim Burnett. He gets on some I really still good ones. for bluegill. Yeah, lots of bluegills, big bluegills. Um, especially when there's, you know, Route J has trees growing and they kind of hang over. So, you know, putting a fly up underneath there would work great for that. <laughs> but like Mark Twain, it's just shale pretty much. So, I mean, it wouldn't. I don't see where it would be a huge thing. I've never seen anybody. If they got a fly rod, they're using it as a crappie rod usually. <laughs> hey, Mark. Mark, yeah. did I mention to you that Kim Burnett is going to be fishing Truman next week? You and did. if nothing more than get to shake his hand, I'm going to drive over and try to meet him one day next week. You Isn't know, if you don't bring a fishing rod with you, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> Very I can't wait to meet Kim. He's, he's you know, guy. Kim educates a lot of youth as far as fishing goes. And I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet you he'll have an extra rod reel in that truck, and I bet you he gets you oh, on some panfish while you're out there. I don't see why I, I he did, wouldn't. It, it'll depend on the weather and everything, but, uh, yeah. I'm I just excited. hope he gives you a Snoopy rod and gets it on video. That's what I want to see. Hey, I'll fish with anything, dude. <laughs> it don't matter to me. <laughs> I didn't know that, Danny. I'm glad you brought that up. Four pounds, eight ounce black crappie. That's a giant from a private pond. That's that's outstanding. So, so Dennis, how, what are your feelings on like personal bests and stuff? Or, or would you rather chase like a good bite, or would you rather chase a big fish? Honestly, it depends on my personality how I feel that day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, in general, though, I I feel like I'd rather go to a fishery and fish a fishery that has a good, where you have a good experience um, more than just going to catch that one big one, you know, or whatever personal best it. I mean, the whole point, at least for me, my channel, on my channel, you're going to see me catch small fish. You know, if I catch a big one, I catch a big one. If it's a small one, you're going to catch a small one. If I mess up and almost fall in the water, it's on there too. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's, it, on my channel, it's to me, it's the whole experience. I'm sharing, you know, I, I love to fish. That's my passion. Um, I used to hunt and all that, and it's great if people like to do that. My my father is a extreme hunter. Um, he will not kill anything but a, a big deer. He will, you know, he's he's a trophy chaser, you know, um, and. He loves to duck and goose hunt. I don't think he misses a day. But um, I used to be that way. And as I've gotten older, I've kind of gone away from the hunting. I lived in a spot a couple of years moving around and whatnot. 
and I wasn't able to hunt because I really didn't have a good place to hunt and I got mm-hmm. go. And when it season rolled around again and I had a place and whatnot, I just really wasn't into it enough to even want to go. Um, but fishing's always been, I'm going to fish, you know, they outlaw tomorrow. I'm going to be straight outlaw. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's just, that's what I love to do. Um, so much. So I think at times my wife would like to string me up by my toenails, but, but, uh, cause you does know, your wife there, fish? She loves to fish. Good for um, you. And she, Hey, I'll put her against most men. She'll bait her own. She'll bait anything but a cricket. She won't touch a cricket. Uh, she'll bait her own shad. She can throw a throw net. She can cast out rods. She can take fish off hooks. I wish you hadn't said that. She can do all that, but she will not bait a cricket. That's it. Cindy can do all the above. Yeah. And she's got this thing and she wants to learn how to throw a cast net. We end up buying her one of one fail at Walmart. I don't want her up there throwing one, but I'm going to lose that battle, I think. <laughs> have her, you know what? Have her practice in the front yard a little bit. And That's right. Get her, get her used out that, on you know. the asphalt in the driveway. I can pick her, scoop her up, and take her in the house. We got some great ladies in the chat and, and part of the catfish and, and uh, uh, panfish community that are – I'd put them up against a lot of guys, yeah. too. They oh, do absolutely. a yeah. really great job. Yeah. You know, we got Betty and Dee and Chad here, uh, real gals fishing. We also got, you know, Jody was in there. She's going to go live fishing with another yeah. uh, uh, lady Chad. angler ever. Yeah, we got Chad. He's a good lady angler. Well, he's a lady <laughs> angler. I wouldn't say he's that good. But <laughs> That's a friend or relative right there. Oh, he's, he's a buddy. <laughs> That's Mark's brother. Yep. They... <laughs> yep. Sort of. Sure. <laughs> oh yeah, she uh she loves. I've got a video actually. I found it the other. I've got fifteen different little SIM cards, you know, that I use, and mm-hmm. and at some point we went out here at mid mid November when it, once it gets below about fifty degrees, she don't want to go out there in the cold. And uh, but it was the first real cold snap we had, and I talked her into going. We went out. We had a pretty good trip, but. The problem I have when I take her catfishing, everything's usually great. But when we go crappie fishing, she doesn't get to go a whole lot because she works. Uh, she works more than I do. Uh, my wife is the breadwinner in our house. Um, I own a business, but she makes more than I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when she gets time off and can go, I, I love taking her. When we go crappie fishing, if everything doesn't go right, meaning the trolling motor wants to be stupid for whatever reason that day, that'll happen. The motor doesn't run right. I tend to go to DEFCON one really fast and get pretty cantankerous, which makes her feel bad, you know, because I'm, you know, throwing stuff around in the boat. I'm being colorful. And, Maybe uh, you just need to be a little mindful of that. That's what I try my, to my do. My father lately. told her when he gets my age, about seventy, he'll he'll mellow out and won't mellow do that no more. <laughs> you know, but yeah, and uh, and that's what it is. Uh, I love taking her. I get just as much enjoyment watching her catch catch them as I do, as I do catching them myself. You know, people, and I think that's a part of getting older. You know, I I'm think almost, so too. I'm almost fifty that? now. But I, I do. I enjoy watching people that are. I take. I got a couple friends. I take catfishing and whatnot. 
And a lot of times when I go with them, I don't care if I even pick a rod up. Yep. I'll cast it out. I'll bait them. I'll, I'll take the fish the off. I let them reel them in. I, I, I agree. Sydney gets mad when I say that, but I'm telling you, you let yeah. me do the, the thing and find the fish. That is what I want to do. And after that, it doesn't matter to me who catches them. Right. I don't care. As I've long as we them. get on them and get them in the boat, I'm a happy man. I got a bunch of live streams that I did where I've taken buddies with me, and I let them catch all the fish, and all I do is entertain the people and chat yeah. and drive the boat. Right. Point in the right direction. I mean, I get asked quite a bit, you know, do you guide? You know, I people, since this, this channel's kind of been sort of a shock to me a little bit, I didn't think it would be anything, you know. I mean, I had people ask me, this got started because I make fishing sinkers, and people seen them. You can't get dragon sinkers around the Mark Twain area. And you get them online, they're real, you know, most of them, the name brand ones are kind of high. And so I made my own. And I get asked at the boat ramp. People would stop asking me, where'd you get them? Well, how much would you charge me to make five or, you know, this or that? Well, and then people were asking me, well, how do you use them? So it was kind of a deal where I started making these sinkers and then people want to know how to use them. So I kind of made that just to put videos showing me using them, how I did it, you know, and it just kind of took off a little bit. You know, I go to the boat ramps and people were, hey, Northeast Missouri Angler, you know, I watched your video the other day, you know, blah, blah. And it's kind of a shocker to me that I'm that interesting <laughs> you know because i don't i'm not trying to be that guy you know um i'm not ever I, I, yeah we we i think know. we all get it in the the people who are on here and and, and doing the the youtube thing because you're living i i have a yeah. i'm a firm believer that you're you're living in your own skin you're with you 24 right. 7 you're not special to yourself yeah, exactly. I, am I am. You know, like me or not, if you don't like what I put out there, don't watch. Yeah, you know, we're gonna sure. in If you don't like me yeah. online, you won't like me in person. <laughs> I guarantee you know, that. I'm the, I'm the same, same person. I might swear and smoke a little more when I'm in person, but other than that, well, the only thing I have going for that is Cindy does keep me trimmed down a little bit compared to what I normally am when I'm not online. But other than that, I'm pretty much the same person, or at least I try to. That's exactly I think, how I am. If you can't be who you are, you know, I'm not going to be something I'm not just to have somebody watch a video. Yeah, it anyway, it's, it takes no. too much effort. <laughs> it's easier to be yourself. Yeah. You know, we had Danimal had a question for you. He asked if uh, the bigger fish take different types of baits. Uh, but you're a, you're a jig and a minnow guy, though, usually, right? Yeah, I do. I mean, I use jigs and plastics. and I mean, right here is every plastic I own for crappie fishing. Right there. You know, um, I'd use some hair jigs. Um, I pretty much, uh, and I'm, I've got, I found a jig a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, I've had jigs from everywhere and they always had the same problem with crappie jigs. The hook's too small and they swallow. They always have a little bitty little one-odd hook, you know, number one hook and they just got them and you can't turn a fish loose. You know, it's gutted the hook. It's bleeding for you to get in a boat. You know, yeah, it's you, not you know, so I like a bigger hook. That's why a lot of times I'd use just a gold hook with a minnow. Um, but I use pretty much thumper jigs uh, now. Um, I like the fact that they're a bigger, he has a bigger hook on them. And same way with the hair jigs, they have that bigger hook. And so I do use some hair jigs that he makes in certain primarily certain colors you know everybody's got their favorite colors they like you know for me in the spring it's blue and white red and white 
yellow. You know, when you get in the summer, it's mainly getting more into your shad colors, you know, whatnot. In the fall, it's your pinks, oranges, you know, whatnot. Um, but yeah, but as far as do big fish eat different on panfish, not really. Um, you can have an eight inch fish, eight inch crappie that'll take your rod, slam it, and mm -hmm. then you'll have a 14 incher that you're having to do this with your rod just to feel the weight on the tip of the rod because he just goes up there and just grabs it. It's more the conditions, how they're biting. As, as a cold front came in and got them real tight mouthed, they're not going to hit that. You know, in the spring, they're going to they're gonna thump. You're going to feel that thump, and they're going to pull. This time of year, yeah, uh, Monday I went out, water temperature is 44 degrees, and I had some fish in the morning. They were just kind of grabbing it. By midday with the sun out, they would hit it, but they weren't pulling. But you get that thump, and they had it. They were holding on to it. Um, but there was pretty much all the fish in September I caught. None of them did the thump. They just grabbed it, just held it. That's all they were doing. So, I mean, I do believe certain times they want a bigger minnow than, you know, others. You know, sometimes they want that little bitty short minnow, and other times mm -hmm. they want that big minnow. It's just what mood they're in. You know, because crappie, at least on this area I'm in, you'll be sitting there and you'll be catching one after the other for 30 minutes. And all of a sudden, nothing. They just won't bite. And you'll sit there and you, I'm watching them on live scope, you know, and they're just following the jig up and, you know, following the jig or men up and down. And they're just looking at it or whatnot. And then you'll sit there and do that for 25, 30 minutes. And all of a sudden, a feeding frenzy starts again. You know, they're on and off. Crappie they're absolutely. Out, but the crappie are really bad on and off at times. And uh, let me ask you this, since you you got live scope, are, are you seeing them move out or are you just seeing them stop bite, biting? Um, No, they're just, they're literally just kind of. Tight-lipped? They're tight-lipped would be a good yeah. way to describe it. It, uh, the first two or three you catch, and a lot of it has to do with, fishing the piles in the right fish the piles right if you walk up to a pile of fish and you drop right down in the middle of them you catch two or three fish out of there the rest of them are going to get skittish and the big ones are going to take off you know and you can actually see the big ones swim off you know the bigger fish and the other ones will just kind of sit there and then they'll start doing that follow stuff you know i always try to start fishing them on that live scope i try to fish you know if, if this is a brush pile you know i try to take that bait down over here and catch fish let them come over to it same way then i can move over here i don't want to drop right down in the middle of them and then start pulling fish out of their one you know because they're going to get skittish and their bigger fish are going to take off i'd rather them come to my come to my bait kind of off of the brush a little bit or even above it don't drop right down on it stay above yeah, it. yeah I've, I've heard that i've have heard that from larry up. smith too yeah have mm -hmm. them come up you start pulling them out of the middle of them, you know, you saw oh, there's 20 crappie down there, and you they, drop them yep. down, the middle one bite it, and you yank up through the middle of them, they just get skittish, and they, they get real leery of stuff. You know? Mike's uh, Fishing Home says, as a pan fisher, do you think, or uh, what do you think when seeing a cat person using 8 to 10 inch pan fish for bait? Uh, in Missouri, uh, you're not supposed to use anything over six inches. That's right. Oh, really? Uh, you cannot use crappie for bait. Uh, you can use any. You can use any kind of bluegill, sunfish, 
there's no not one you can't use you can use red ear you can use green sunfish uh traditional bluegill i always call them pumpkin seeds you know because yep. they, they get like a pumpkin seed mm-hmm. um any of those you can use now bait stores can't sell the anything but a green sunfish some people call them warm mouths i always call them green sunfish you know the big mouth bluegill yep. uh, they can only sell those they can't sell a bluegill or a red ear or any form of that um so if you want to use something that big cut the head off of it that's right. yeah. cut the head off of it i mean can't i don't like cut bait too even flatheads i've caught them on everything yeah, especially moving water. Now, flatheads in Mark Twain, if you want to catch flatheads, you're going to have to use live bait. Really? It, it's, I have never caught a flathead on Mark Twain on cut bait. I I caught them on, I've caught them on bluegill. I've caught them on goldfish, shiners. I've caught them on jigs, crankbaits. I've caught them on night crawlers. I have never caught a flathead on cut bait. The flathead bite up here is hot in the fall on cut bait. Do you have moving water? Well, you do have moving. Well, not well. Yes, technically we do, but I can't fill a drift sock sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah, like Mississippi, they'll bite. I've caught two flathead this year on Mississippi, and both times it was on cut shad. Cut shad. Yep. Moving water is your key. I know down south, you know a lot of guys that have shows down south. You know on YouTube, um, right. you know Dieter Melhorn, Kevin with Palmetto Pack Cats. Uh, catfish dave you know those guys mm. they catch them on cut bait all the time but they're fishing that tennessee river system they're a lake between right dams you know there's moving water going through there mark twain is a mud is a big puddle the only time we have moving water is if there's big rains and it washes in the creeks but the rest of the time it's it's still water and that still water what i found the flatheads just don't like to cut bait I mean, not like they do in a river system. Yeah, Melhorn hasn't caught a fish on cut bait since they come out with chicken for bait. <laughs> you know, and that's, I mean, now this is a panfish <laughs> channel, but it is funny. I use chicken as much as I use anything. Really? Fish anymore. Yes. I, tried, it I can't great. get one to even look at a piece of chicken. So I, I think, I caught, tell Dieter he, he's photoshopping all the fish. I don't believe I'm telling you, I thought he was nuts when that's where I seen it first, too, was on watching. I've known Dieter for years, so I can, I can climb on him every once in a while. And I do, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I used it this spring pretty much this summer. I used it some last fall, but this year especially. But in the spring, I was fishing it right beside cut bait. I had shad, fresh shad I just got. I had regular chicken breast, you know, Tyson chicken breast at store, bonus chicken breast. And then I had bonus chicken breast with jello on it, I made with jello. I didn't catch a fish on anything but that jello chicken for like four days straight they wouldn't touch shad really they wouldn't touch regular but they'd eat they eat that chicken jello like that strawberry jello chicken like nobody's business and then it was like a light switch just like this about mid-may couldn't catch anything on chicken all they wanted was shad yeah hmm. you know it uh i mean primarily like for catfish i'm a strong believer in if it isn't in the water don't use it I mean, so meaning what I mean by that is don't bring Skipjack to Mark Twain. 
Absolutely. You're wasting yeah. your time. Yeah, they don't so, know what that is. They don't know what it is. No. But at the same time, I don't know if too many chickens been swimming around out there either. Yeah, but exactly. I have never seen a chicken swim on the Mississippi River yet. <laughs> I would definitely say that turtles, like let's say if you're using a trout head in a lake that doesn't have it, the turtles love it. They'll eat anything. And they seem if to be you, attracted to the weird stuff. So If yeah. you find me a chicken that can swim up the Missouri River and that nine-mile-an-hour current when it's stroking – that's the chicken I want for bait. Until that happens, I'll stick with what I use, and it ain't chicken. You know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, we would actually get, you know, the freshwater mussels. And yep. I might be telling something I shouldn't have done because it's probably illegal. But you see them big freshwater mussels. When we were kids, we didn't have no money. You know, we'd, we'd go pick soda, bo soda bottles up out of the ditch and take them get a nickel piece for them enough to, you know, buy a thing of worms, you know, for 50 cents mm -hmm. ago. <laughs> but uh chase grasshoppers whatever but yep. we'd be fishing we'd run out of bait so we'd dig in mussels we'd walk around along the bank in that muddy bank and dig in mussels out and break in mussels open and take that meat out of that mussel and use that and yeah. that was some of the best catfish bait there was it was i caught more catfish blue cats and channel cat off of that then did you ever go to the islands on the mississippi river and dig them old big old long worms out of there Sandworms, huh? Sandworms. Yeah, oh, it's got that some kind of nasty stuff that comes out of them when you yeah, hook the green, them on it. Glow in the dark green. Yeah. But they are so tough. The yes. skin on them is so tough. If any worm, they stay on a hook. Great. That's what but I have in my yard. Are, they remind me of big red wings. Banks of the river, and yeah, that's what I actually have in my yard when I pick them up. Wow. I caught. I I, th I think they're big red wigglers. Is what they they move like a snake. You know, they do this. Yeah, they do, and they get big. Yes, they do. Big, big. They get big. I've seen a question somebody asked that I didn't answer. How do I cook crappie? Yep, that was a question from uh, Buddy. I, I use the Uncle Buck's, uh, the Bass Pro Shop's Uncle Buck's original uh, seasoning, and it's a batter. You can use it as a batter or just a seasoning. Now, my wife... She uses the Andes, and we just that's the stuff. Washed right it there. off. I like the Uncle Bucks. It's a little. I like spicier stuff, and they got the hot and spicy. And I usually like for crappie. I'll just use the straight originals. I like a little milder seasoning for that. But like, uh, and we just you know wash the fillets good. Make sure to soak them in salt water before you cook them, and uh, and then just bread them. We don't put them in milk or add any pico yeah. to it or anything. We just yeah. Put it in a plastic. I put it in a Ziploc baggie, shake it, and uh, then just drop them in the grease. You know, Frank's on fire tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I I I love Andy's red. It's that's the spiciest of all of it. It's not real spicy, but it's got a great flavor to it. I love that stuff. Yeah. Now for like catfish, I'd like the hot and spicy. I mix it half and half give it a little more kick but i also eat mayonnaise on my crappie and i eat you know i like a little ketchup with my catfish so yeah i've, I've had it that way i haven't had it recently that way but i've had it that way yeah yeah i'll eat uh i'll eat fish about any way i'm not a big trout fan but any any pan fish is good eating i love catfish and crappie and i can eat walleye i just would rather have some other stuff uh, but just something about it. I don't. I don't know what it is. I just don't care for it. 
but uh, crappie and uh, and flathead. That's pretty hard to beat. It really is, but I, I haven't killed a flathead in years and years just because I love them so much. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat flathead, in my opinion. That's the flaming yeah. yon, you know. That's right. But, but, uh, but yeah, crappie to me and flathead are right there kind of together uh, in general. I think flathead's a little better than crappie, in my opinion. Yeah. But, you know, with but I think walleye and sauger's the top. You know, I would like to try sauger sometime. I never have. I don't think I've ever caught one. There. Uh, I, uh, I like fishing when you fish for them. You know, uh, in January, or February is when we normally fish for those. I haven't done it for a few years now. Um, used to go blow Saverton Lock, and on the on the Earth and Levee side over there, it used to be a huge hole about thirty foot deep, thirty five foot deep. And of course, that water would come out of the locks and it would eddy around and then go down. And you could just use we'd use a three quarter one ounce, you know, lead head jig, and no skirt or anything on it, no plastic on it. And then we tie like a number eight treble hook about three inches back, like a stinger hook. And then we'd use them big three and four inch shiners you could get, you know, mm -hmm. and let it go to the bottom and then you just sat here and just lift it up off the bottom about two three foot and right back down real slow until you felt the bottom again and when they hit it wasn't you know they didn't smack it and pull it was like you were hung on you know, you were hung on somebody else's lost fishing line you know it would just be a weight and mm -hmm. you know you could catch most of them you caught was in that 15 uh, you know 12 to 12 to 16 17 inches you know um, every now and then you get a big one, you know, you could get a big one. Uh, the one on the wall, ones up here behind me on the wall came out of Mark Twain, them two walleye. Nice. I'll give it a try, Betty. One of these days. I, I just like fish. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, we love eating, we eat fish, like I said, about twice a week. So it, it's normally I don't keep fish in the summer. During the summer months, they get and that warm water warms up and they start getting mushy, and they just I like them in the spring, and then again, like I said, about September I start keeping a few, uh, usually. Cool. What do you say we start one of the giveaways up, Lyle? Let people enter in hashtags. That's fine, dude. You going to do it? You want me to? I've got. Uh, why don't you do it? I don't know if okay. I can get it on there. Or actually, let me see. Let me see if it works. Here, I think we can get it done. Okay. okay. We can. All right. Which one you want to do first, Lyle? Um, go ahead with, with yours first, Mark. Okay. Let me get this hashtag set up. We have a lot of fun doing giveaways, Dennis. Yeah, it's uh Matt, I did not. I tried the other night. I couldn't win anything. <laughs> Last <week. laughs> All right, everybody. If you want to win a catfish and crappie beanie, we got the new gray with the white text. We're going to give one of these away. We do have other colors. I'm going to make the start putting them up for sale again this Monday. Uh, so uh, if you want to get one, we'll get them shipped out on Monday too. So uh, 
Lyle is on the naughty list. What else is new? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Um, uh, Matt, I did not see your question about um, about natural colors. Resubmit that, and I will try to watch for it. But this, you guys have, and I know Matt understands, but sometimes this chat goes faster than we can keep up with. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> And when you got a good guest like this, the conversation oh, gets carried Dennis, away. We had a blast having you that. on here. We really have. You're going to have to come back at some point and do another show with us. Oh, but we have another great guest going to be on next week that fishes the same area. Yes, you do. He's a friend of mine. He uh, he he's a very good fisherman. Very knowledgeable. Very good guy as far as you know, a wealth of knowledge on areas of fishing that I really don't fish much, especially bass fishing. Yeah, we'll have we'll have a good show with him. Have a great time. Let's see what's SK say here on our waters. Gets into the nineties here in the summer. I don't see that the fillets get mushy. I put them straight on ice, and and that may be why. I believe that ice will help firm them up. Yeah, I do too. Um, the bad part is I have an eight, I fish. I have an eighteen sixty C arc side console. It's nothing fancy. Um, mm -hmm. And by the time I want people that, you know, like I go out right now, I single pole, but I have six crappie rods in my boat when I go, you know, <laughs> yeah. in case one breaks. You know? Well, yeah, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I want spider rig at day. Who knows? <laughs> I may have also have six catfish rods in there because, you know, oh, I caught a lemon of crappie in an hour. I'm going to catfish a little bit. So, I, you know, I've get i got to take catfish gear. Then i got crappie gear. Yeah. I'm all over that. And yeah. i got a minnow bucket with minnows in it. And I got another cooler that has shad or whatever my bait is. I don't have room for another cooler. Uh, I know what you know. Here's a great question. Matt says, when people talk about natural bait colors, what colors are they referring to? And do natural color change with the seasons? Absolutely. Um, natural color, bait colors, well... You got to think about it. If your lake doesn't have shad in it, okay, shad are in at least in my in my waters here. Shad is the primary forage source for all your fish uh, in general. But if mm -hmm. you're in an area that doesn't have shad, okay, your chances are it's your panfish that are going to be forged on um, small bluegill, small right. crappie, small bass fry, whatever case may be. So in the spring you know when the spawn is before spring they're probably going to be feeding on a, a bigger small fish um so if maybe crappie are moved into the banks maybe you want to use something that are more you know kind of colored like crappie a green and a yellow or a bronze color even because a lot of crappie are actually a bronze color not just green and you mm -hmm. know um i call them crimson crappie when you catch them you know they almost look like they're brass um so you want to change to that. And then when the spawn's on and the fry are real small, they're almost black or they're are clear, depending on what, what they are. Are they bass fry? Are they crappie fry? Are they bluegill fry? So if they're forging on, you know, those little fry like this, you know, you'll switch over and maybe it's a dark, a dark colored fry. Um, this is one of them I use. When the spawn is, you know, going full swing and it just ends and the, the fryer is starting to come out, 
and they're a dark color, I use this little kind of purple colored with a white clear belly. And it's a purple speck. It works good on Mark Twain um, because that's what they're feeding on. Um, and then again, when, you know, when the shad spawn, they're going to move to a white, you know, summertime, they're going to be feeding on whatever they can eat, get in their mouth, you know? So whatever's prevalent in your water, try to match that as best you can. And there's also times, you know, a lot of, there's also a lot of factors there. Water temperature plays a role in what colors you use. Clarity plays a huge role. And also what looks yellow to us when we're looking at it, you put it down in the water and get down about five or six feet. It may not look yellow. It may look, you know, orange. Yep. It may look brown, you know. So you got to take that into factor too. Um, I used to have one of them deals. You could drop it in the water at whatever depth you're fishing. And it what tells color you what color to use according hmm. to the water temperature. Yep. You know, that's a good thing if you don't know for sure. You know, that's a good thing. They're, they're inexpensive. They, I think they cost like 10, 12 bucks now. Yeah. You know, you know you can go. Yeah. Jason Just says, what's on your hat? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I get asked a lot if, if I guide. Um, and quite frankly, no, I don't guide. <laughs> uh, I don't want the pressure of that on me to have to find fish for somebody else. <laughs> and then when you don't, you know, they're upset or you run a trip. And I have a lot of people as YouTubers, I'm sure you guys have experienced this. They will hunt you down, whether it be on yeah. Facebook, at the lake or wherever. They will hunt you down and ask you, you know, yep. do you guide? Do you ever take anybody yep. out? You know, That's a fact. and I get a lot of that. And my answer to that is no, I don't. Well, a friend of mine is a guide out the lake, and there's there's a couple three guides out at the lake. There really is, but there's there's one in particular that I the only one I would recommend just because one I know him, two he's won tournaments out the lake for crappie. You know, I mean, this guy he fishes for him. This is what he does. Uh, he when he's not taking people out everything he does seems to revolve around it. It's a lifestyle for it. He's out trying to make sure he knows where they're at, you know, what they're biting on. And then when he's don't, you know, and he uh, organizes a rest shore restoration where we take brush piles out. He gets a group of guys together and we went out and place brush piles throughout the lake, you know, to attract these fish and give the fry somewhere to hide, you know, That's and, uh, you know, and not only that, I mean, he's knowledgeable about not just this lake, but other lakes too in the area. And that, and it's Kenny Wilkerson with Wilkie's Guide Service. And I just happened to have the hat was sitting over here and <laughs> I put it on. And But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's just a good guy. Not only Kenny, you know, he's proven he knows where these big, you know, he knows where these fish are. Uh, that's not to say, you know, everybody has a bad day every now and then. Well, sure, everybody. In general, That's the way it is. You know, when I have problems finding them, I'll, hey man, help me out. You know, <laughs> yeah. Where are these fish? What do you you know help me out? I don't care where it is. Just what are, what are you catching them on? You know, give me a depth at least. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I'm lucky enough. I have friends that that are you know that if I'm not around the lake for whatever reason, I can say, Hey, you know, I'm struggling. What am I doing wrong here? You know, <laughs> but, uh, he's, he's like sharing that knowledge, you know, and whatnot, just all around. He doesn't just take from the lake by making money off of it. 
he actually puts back it back into the lake too for everybody not just you know i'm a guide at the lake use me i'll catch you fish and then that's the only time you ever seems when he's you know he's doing other things that revolve around the area and around the sport you know for everybody you know not just himself well jason jason is strike three fishing and he will be our guest next week so we're looking forward to that too and and hopefully uh we'll have a big turnout of people have lots of questions for him also very cool i'm gonna have to take take a drive out to mark twain visit you guys heck yeah you come up there we'll get you in a boat i'll get you in a boat with somebody me or somebody (laughs) I'll, I'll bring my boat up there. I'll just follow you guys around if I have to. <laughs> that happens, believe it or not. That oh, a lot happens a lot. You know, we we we've done that in the past, and it's worked out pretty well. And people in chat know what I'm talking about. All right, we're gonna give it a couple more seconds, and we'll do the first drawing for the beanie. We got 41 in there. Another 70 something in chat, I believe. So, uh, in order to win it, you have to put hashtag beanie in the in the chat box. You have to be a subscriber to be able to do that. So, uh, why don't you guys do that? Like I said, we'll give it a minute or two. Uh, actually, we'll do the drawing here in a second, Lyle. Sure. I don't see anybody else coming in there. Chad entered it in. Is you he allowed? Can't... He's a relative of yours. Yeah, he's allowed. He's all okay. right. I give I give him the business, but it's worth it. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, Ron. You ready, Lyle? I am. All right, I love this tool. Mark Anthony, how you doing, bud? David Martin, the oh. winner. David, I believe I have your your address. If not, I will contact you. I'm going to be shipping a bunch of this stuff out on Monday, so I'll get it in the mail for you on Monday because of the holiday and stuff. I got family stuff tomorrow, not Saturday, so uh, um, if I can get out early, I will, but hopefully it'll ship on Monday. Congratulations, David Martin. I appreciate you. Absolutely. All right, I'll set, I'll set it up for the next one, uh, Lyle, okay. so you guys can go All ahead. Right. Well, Dennis, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight on, on Panfish Nation. I can't, can't tell you how much that we appreciate you spending your your Thursday evening with us. Uh, I know it gets kind of late and and you work like everybody else, but man, you you've done a wonderful job on the show with us, and we appreciate it a great deal. I appreciate the opportunity and the invitation to be here. Like I said, uh, when you contacted me, I was kind of like, "Why do they want me?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, it has been a blast. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it's it. It's a lot you know, of fun. We love having good yeah. people on here, and you're definitely yeah. one of them. So when I somebody that makes quality videos such as the ones that you do then i feel like most of the time they will make a good guest i try um i'm right now getting stuff has been a hassle with everything with COVID. right what you all know that yeah i've had a camera i've i've got a single gopro and i bought a cheap 39 dollar camera first and it was just horrible but i have a single gopro i film everything on it i've ordered a couple more cameras but they've been on back order forever Wow. Yeah, you know, that way, because I want to be able to do, I have the editing, I bought a nice editing system, you know, software and whatnot. I could do picture and picture and all that stuff, but I just don't have another camera to do it right now. So. I'm thinking them cameras are probably sitting on one of them container ships off the California coast. That could very, very well, well could be. be. All right, real quick, folks, entered hashtag Tumblr. 
uh, in there to be entered into win. I want to let them get started while we're talking, guys. So it looks like they, they got the clue. They're stacking up. It looks like they're coming in. Yeah, YouTube's a, um, it's, I, I I like doing it. It's different. It's not fishing. It's something that I add to fishing and, and, and it's quite the learning experience. And I've met so many good people through it and stuff. It's been really good to me. So I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. I, uh, that's one thing about it that I was surprised about is just how many people, you know, I mean, my channel's fairly new. I really started it in March, so it isn't very, you know, isn't very old. Um, and the amount of people, even back, you know, in July, you know, June, July, when I didn't have very many subscribers at all, you know, 100, 150 subscribers, it amazed me how many people I'd be at boat ramp and somebody'd start yelling at me, you know, hi, you know, join the videos, whatnot. Um, I have yet really to run into anybody that had anything negative to say about the channel. I mean, I do smoke. That's my Achilles heel. I don't drink. I don't go out to bars or anything like that. My Achilles heel is smoking. I do smoke. And occasionally I'll be smoking smoking on one of my videos, mainly on the catfish videos because you're just kind of sitting there waiting for something to happen. And I have had a couple, you know, a couple people mention that. And, you know, I can't be perfect. I'm not going to try to be. Um, and that's why on my videos, they're for 18 and older. Gotcha. It's just because of that factor. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, if a kid's seen me, you know, oh, he's a good, you know, he's catching these fish and he's smoking, you know, and he starts smoking. I don't want that. You know, I don't want to see anybody smoke. I'd love to be able to quit myself, but that has been futile as of yet to be able to do that. So, but other than that, you know, that's the only negativity I've gotten from it. And that to me floors me when you think of, you see some of these channels and people just troll, you know. Oh, they, they do that. They do that quite and, a bit. Still. It yeah, doesn't matter. And it doesn't bother me if somebody did do that because I'm the type of, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, move on, you know, do what you enjoy. You know, life's too short, you know, um, to be dealing with negativity if you don't have to that's, that's exactly right so when we first started doing catfish weekly years and years ago um chuck and i smoked on the show yeah and um i had a good friend of mine jason uh from over in indiana jason malone he called me up and he said you know he said i got nieces and stuff that watch that and they don't understand how come you're smoking on your show and it struck home with me so we talked about it and we both decided we wasn't going to do it anymore uh we have been known to have an adult beverage once in a while while we was doing shows uh nobody knows it so it doesn't really matter but the smoking thing we did we did stop doing during the show and i try to ask my guests not to do that during the show uh, and and everybody understands it they, they really oh, do yes. the thing um the thing is I quit smoking two years ago, uh, just over two years ago, and I'm telling you, it it it's it can be done. It's not as hard as people let it out to be. The thing is, um, I miss it every day, yeah. all day long, and I don't think that'll ever go away. And but but what I don't miss is five hours and change a pack. Yeah, I don't miss that none. You know, so it's not worth it to me to to try to go back to it, but. 
Um, I will never condone or, or look down on anybody for smoking because I've done it for over 40 years. And um, I've quit several times for like two or three years at a time. And then for whatever yep. reason, I'll start again. Yep. Every time I've quit, it's I'd smoke one and be like, it tastes, I just don't want to. And I throw them away and I don't even want one every time that I've quit. But inevitably, year, two years, one time yep. I quit five years, you know, yep. and that's when I was younger and still drank. You know, you'd have a drink, right. my lights one up. The next thing oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you've yeah. already lit one up too. Yep. You know, I got me going again. But, but yeah, uh, it's, um, I, yeah I, I agree. That's mainly why I quit. If on my earlier videos, you'll see me doing it. But since about August, September in there, somewhere in there, you'll notice you do not see me smoke on camera. You'll right. see me maybe pick up my cigarette pack and then I'll put it back down real quick. Yeah. Um, and that's because I don't like people to climb on people for doing it because it's really none of their business. If you want to smoke, that should be up to you. And I hate the fact that the government taxes the crap out of us for wanting a pack of cigarettes or a bottle of beer. That really chaps me, but there's not a thing we can do about it. Right. But I mean, one of the, one of my, uh, friends that is, a their customer of mine in my carpet cleaning business that I do do, um, they, own a business out at the lake and I was in there getting bait and a lot of times this summer they pretty much supplied me with minnows all summer I pretty much didn't pay for a minnow whenever I stopped there it got to the point where I, you know you start feeling bad you know because I'm not asking for anything for free or whatever you know and but they you know they, they're friends of mine they're like you know it's the half that many will die before I sell all these you know just go yeah. And I'd just buy something every time I went in there because I knew they weren't going to let me pay for a minute. So I would buy a pack of jigs or sodas or yeah. meat sticks or something. That way they had, you know, got some money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she she said something to me about it. She said, you know, we love the videos. We just wish you wouldn't light that cigarette up in them. And I told her the same thing I told somebody that commented on there. I am who I am. I'm not going to be fake. You know, just so somebody will watch a video of me. But at the same time, she pointed out, what if that teenager that's watching that sees you do it and then they start doing it? And that kind of sunk in a that little bit. That kind of hits there. home. It definitely it kind of hits home there yep. that I don't want anybody to, to be a bad influence. Yep. You know, I, I make the videos to share my experience on the water. Maybe I'm, I'm doing something you'd never tried before and you want to try it. And you're going to learn by watching. Um, you know, that's why, in the good or bad, I have one video I really screwed up and it could have been really bad. And I ended up falling in the boat, almost fell in the water. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and it was all because what I was doing was stupid, you know, and it's something mm -hmm. we've all done. You know, you got a boat anchored up in heavy current and you're fishing and below the dams where it was, they raised the water up even more. And I had anchors out the back, and it was starting to pull the boat down. Mm -hmm. And I start loosening anchors, you know, to take care of that. That way it won't do that. And the fish started biting when they started raising the water. So I'm, now I'm trying to catch fish. I'm trying to deal with anchors. I'm walking back and forth in the boat along the edge of the boat, you know, no life jacket on, you know, in a heavy current. And I stepped on top of one of the coolers on my boat when I did. It flipped out from underneath of me. And I don't know what kept me in the boat. I really don't. You know, there'd have been no way I could have 
held onto the boat if I did fall out the way I was falling. And at worst case, you know, best case scenario is I'm a half mile down the river before I even get swum back to the bank. Key, cell phone, everything's in the boat. You know, hmm. nobody's down there but me. Yeah, you're in trouble. You know, I'm walking at least to the headquarters if somebody's there, you know, about two miles, wet and mad, you know, but very easily what happens would have hit my head, you know, not even knock me out, but just enough to where I didn't know where I was or anything, you know, uh, it could have been bad. You know, I share that, you know, because I don't want somebody else to be doing that. Something we've all done a thousand times and it nothing's ever happened. But in that situation, it was pretty stupid to be walking around without a life jacket on. I agree. Not to mention trying to catch fish before I took care of the real problem. Yep. You know, if I would have took care of the problem, then caught the fish, it wouldn't have been an issue. But instead, I'm running around, tripping over dip nets and coolers flipping out from under me. You know, it could have been bad. I share that, too. That way somebody can learn from what I Absolutely. Did. You know, don't do what I did type thing, you know. Did, uh, how's the uh, search for people signing up going? I don't know. I haven't even been on my channel. No, I'm <laughs> Or your channel or what? I don't know. Are you talking about the giveaway? You all got me. Yeah, yeah the giveaway. Someone just asked for your link, so I was busy posting that up there. So uh, they were a... asking this. I think we're good. We can probably get this one done. We're at the same amount we had for the beanie. So I think that I sounds good. good. All right, so let's do the drawing. Absolutely. Oh, man, I should have entered in on this one. Yeah. Son of a gun. Mike's Fishing Home. Oh, congratulations, Mike. Just message me after the show, and it's probably going to be Monday with the holiday weekend coming up before it gets shipped out. But just send me your information, shipping address, and we'll get that out to you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Man, we've had a great show tonight, Dennis. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll get you back on here at some point if you're interested in doing it. I, I think you had a good time. I hope so. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. And uh, Mark, I'm you got any closing stuff? Um, yeah, Christmas show, Saturday night. I think it's going to be 7 p.m. we're shooting for on Catfish Weekly. Um I have uh, Trey Parker of Fish Smack Monday on my podcast show on the Catfish and Crappie. Uh Trey's a great guy. He is awesome content. Make sure to tune in. I'd love to have all you guys. Also, uh, Pontoon Jody's live now. I may be heading over there after I take a short break. So if you want to pop in there, say hello uh, to everybody in there. Um, I'll be there to greet you, too. So uh, go give her some support. And she invited me. And if I'm not too tired after this, I may jump in there. But my guest Monday night on Catfish Weekly will be Mike Greenwell. So jump in here and visit with Mike. We'll have a good time with him. He's always a great guest. And, uh, again, Dennis, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Great show tonight. I really enjoyed it. I uh, want to thank everybody for watching. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you all uh, Saturday night. Saturday night. And have a fun show for that. And uh, for the, those of us that are not going anywhere or not doing anything or the Christmas is over for us, uh, we'll just sit around and have a good time. I will have camouflaged adult beverage with me, Lyle. <laughs> camouflaged adult. Me too. There we go. <laughs> Christmas cheer. Good night, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you.